time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey. Ooh, baby. Time to get geeked up. What's going on, geeks? Welcome to the Geeked Up Podcast, Life in Coronaville. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is Mr. Social Distance himself, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Of course, we're still uh, stuck here in Coronaville, so we're still social distancing. Still Uh, locked down in quarantine. Not letting Devin in, uh, a.k.a. refusing to let Devin in because I don't want to clean yeah. up my apartment. So Today was as close <laughs> as I came. I uh, made like fake rubber uh, Spider-Man hands. I was climbing the building. <laughs> yeah, no exactly. avail. No avail. Scaling the wall. It was impressive scaling the uh, impressive scaling of the buildings, though. Uh, but thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um course listen back to our past episode of geeked up podcast where we uh talked to alex anderson writer and director of the new movie timing out on uh, amazon prime right now oh yeah and of course uh check out our sister podcast netflix and chat where we just watched and reviewed eurovision song contest the story of fire saga and we had our uh resident swede eurovision expert netta ronner hosted the netta raw podcast on as a guest yes and i guess we'll get into it uh, maybe right off the bat as a little bit of a teaser for the episode but uh i guess we have confirmed via uh, internet evidence that there is indeed mass uh, inbreeding in iceland as <laughs> hypothesized by your boy on big lw uh, on the episode where uh, uh, again listen back but there was a couple of like uh, uh, inbreeding innuendo then we asked our Scandin- uh, then we asked our Scandinavian expert, okay, and she says no, there's no uh, no such stereotype. Do upon one Google search, there's literally like a like a dating app that weeds out if you're banging your cousin in Iceland, and it's apparently like the number one rule. Like like New York Times wrote an article like number one rule of dating in Iceland: make sure it's not I, uh... your sister. I, much like Netta, definitely just, like, dismissed this as Liam being crazy. <laughs> and then woke to the next day of a slew of emails from Liam with uh, <laughs> website checks. Of, one being uh, more hilarious than the next. And they were, like, reputable. Like, one of them was literally, like, the like like the uh, uh, like the Wall Street Journal, I think, wrote an article about, like, the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a hoax. But the Wall Street Journal was, like, I guess this app was lighting Iceland on fire because... Uh, you got to make sure it's not a long because I mean, like I said, there it's a country of four hundred thousand people. You're bound to bang your yeah. cousin somewhere along. If, if you're a, if you're a Pierce Brosnan level player in Iceland, but that's I guess true. that's all for the episode. And I guess you can definitely check out our YouTube page, of course, Geeked mm-hmm. Pods on YouTube for uh, clips of just the Netta Raw, just Alex Anderson, like best of clips from the episodes. So check out the full episodes, of course, right here, wherever you're listening to the Geeked Up podcast. But definitely check out the uh, Geek Pods YouTube page for some best of clips as well. 
Absolutely. And extended clips, too, from the uh, our five-year anniversary episode. All the guests' uh, interviews and some extended interviews are on there also on the YouTube page. So definitely course, worth checking out for sure. For sure, for but, sure. Uh, and I guess also, if you're not looking back, look forward to uh, coming up this Tuesday. We're doing our first ever – we're back in the Zoom room. And uh, we're doing our first ever Geeked Up uh, Trivia Night. Hosted by yours truly, the Geek Dumb Boys here. We're in the we're in the Zoom room slash game room, as I yes. guess, because we're doing a, a, a game time, a geeked up game time, as of sorts. But uh, in the Zoom room, as uh, definitely check our Facebook page for the info for that. But yeah, that's coming up Tuesday night. Uh, if you're listening to it now, if it's if you're listening to this after Tuesday, it's going to be confusing. Yeah, <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not sure the date. We're talking like the 26th the exact day we're or talking something. The uh, 28th, Tuesday, July 28th. So of the year 227. Uh, I'm sorry, of the year <laughs> of the year uh, 2020, rather. Uh, but so the July 27th, 2020. But uh, yeah, if you listen to it past then, though, you missed it. And uh, you know, but be on the lookout again uh, for our next Zoom room because we're going to be all uh, back in the Zoom room, as Devin says. All sorts of fun Zoom ideas that we've been teasing, starting with our first Zoom trivia night. And we're going to be doing lots of other stuff uh, uh, back in the Zoom room, uh, back in the Zoom rooms and all. So, so yeah. Check it out. Check it out. And I guess with that. And I guess real quick, just before we move on for a spoiler alert for your geek. Do your geeked up podcast homework. For the trivia night, all right? That's all I'm saying. I'm throwing out, if you want uh, 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 essential geeked listening, if you want, you know, perhaps a question, who would be the uh, uh, producer of all of the Geeked Up podcast music? That might very well be a question that you're going to hear on the two. In addition to professional wrestling for me and Star Wars from Devin, there will, of course, be (laughs) (laughs) who is our resident Nick Cage expert. That's going to be a question for... uh, so, yeah, tune in for that one. Uh, definitely listen back to some old ones. And, uh, yeah, like Liam said, everything we'll be talking about has somewhat time been discussed on this show. Netflix and chats, you know, familiarize yourselves with the casts of hilarious Netflix and chat movies, perhaps. You better know who the uh, amazing guitar playing maniac in Roma was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big shout out to Leah. Uh, whoops. I don't want to give it away, but... But I guess with that, too, uh, to start this episode off, uh, it is a Coronaville episode, so of course we got to kick it off with uh, some RIPs. <coughs> and I guess uh, <laughs> Is it going to be Devin? <laughs> Are we... Uh, <laughs> some big news here, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Corona came back. Uh, <laughs> I guess this isn't breaking news, but it is something that we've talked about, I think. We've mentioned it before on the show, and uh, we haven't really had a chance to bring it up, but... Uh, R.I.P. to Nick Cardero, Broadway uh, star, who uh, got it pretty the COVID pretty early on in uh, when all this happened, and yeah, fucking poor guy went through a lot and finally succumbed to uh, 
you know, COVID. So, I mean, just right off the bat here, a couple of things are kind of interesting just in terms of our, this is, I think, like our ninth official uh, Coronaville kind of news episode that we've done. And they've had, we've had a lot of RIPs. However, the theme of our Coronaville RIPs is we have not really had many direct Coronaville RIPs. And as well, there's been a lot of a lot of a lot of people that are, you know, not 41 years old, we'll just say. But Nick Cordero, not only of coronavirus, but also 41 years old. So, I mean, like a real, you know, now four months into the whole Coronaville pandemic situation. We uh, uh, and like Devin said, a real sign. He, you know, lost his leg throughout the whole thing. It's been an ongoing battle. So a real Coronaville loss here. Yeah, it really is, man. And, like, the fact that he lost his leg, I mean, like, literally, fucking put a mask on, guys. Like, how can you uh, – <laughs> this whole virus is a hoax. But, uh, yeah, this young 41-year-old, perfectly healthy guy lost his leg and then died from Coronaville. So. Yeah, after, like, an ongoing battle, too, like we keep on mentioning. But that's kind of one of the misconceptions with coronavirus is that it's like, you know, you get it for a couple weeks and it passes by. Like, hopefully that's the best case scenario. But we've seen a mm-hmm. lot of instances, even one of, you know, uh, our friends through comedy. But Craig Mahoney, who's had uh, been dealing with coronavirus, I think actually today he might have even just posted that he had his first negative test. But he's been negative. Uh, uh, he's been dealing with it for like a, a couple months at least. You know what I mean? Where it just mm-hmm. is a lingering sure. problem for a lot of people. So it just is so impactful in different ways. And uh, Nick Cordero's a real example where he's younger than most. He also, I mean, you don't think of uh, uh, whatever caused the leg amputation, but that's not, you know, the sniffles and the fever kind of, you know what I mean? It's like a different whole. So it's just a a real, you know, wake-up call and just, uh, uh, like Devin said, wear your masks and just like a real, you know, remember that this is still – you know, a huge thing that's going on right now. So mm-hmm. just because states are reopening or whatnot, I guess we'll get into it with a little bit more Coronaville news. But uh, speaking of wearing a mask, I guess Trump is now on to the masks and all. But, uh, that's true. I guess we'll but get I in. guess in lighter RIP news, because RIP Nick Cardero, like, you know, it's a damn shame. And I guess I would say in lighter RIP news, though, um, RIP to the Washington Redskins. <laughs> yeah i mean uh not I'm the zero. football franchise in dc but i guess the washington the redskins yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's stupid yeah we finally killed the last indian guy because <laughs> and i guess as well i don't know how official but i think the cleveland indians i guess in in almost r.i.p news but we can lump the cleveland indians in this whole situation too because i think they're both okay. on their or again, just like there's two things both teams could have done. For one, the one I saw online, which I thought was funny, was uh, replace the uh, Native American like chief head on the Redskins with just a redskin potato, and just <laughs> still be the Washington Redskins. Nice. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and then also for the Cleveland Indians, just fucking change it to some fucking guy from India. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. The uh, the Dot Indians, the Cleveland <laughs> yes. Tech supports. Exactly. All right, there we go. That's uh. Oh, yeah, so you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. I, I like your punny uh, solution to this whole situation. You know, instead I mean, of uh, I might be teetering the line here, but instead of oh, oh, oh it'd just be more like the call to prayer, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice, very chantable. That one could really that catch on. That, right? Super intimidating <laughs> if I'm trying to pitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got no shit. Forty thousand people. Uh... 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess after long, this has really been something that's been going on for pretty much our whole lives. Like I remember mm. being a little kid and this was going on growing up outside of New York when I was, uh, I'd say probably like third grade or so. St. John's officially changed their name from the Red Men to the Red Storm, but like old school St. John's, you know, jerseys and stuff uh-huh. are the Red Men. And there's been long since talk of the of the Red the DC Redskins changing the name and i feel that one probably a little bit more deserving of change than the indians where i know neither one of them are exactly politically uh correct however redskin seems to be a little bit more demeaning than the indians which you can still kind of paying some type of tribute to their tribal heritage in the ohio valley I, i won't say who but i was recently talking to a redskins fan and uh, was breaking his balls by like, so you guys are going to change your racist name now finally? And he's like, you know what's funny about that? It's only white people that care about it. Like, every Native American I've talked to has no problem with red skin. I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude, that sounds very anecdotal. I know, yeah. <laughs> that sounds very much like what they tell you on Fox News without asking any of the <laughs> yeah, Native Americans. Because, <laughs> exactly. I mean, the Native Americans, I think, are definitely, cha- especially the Redskins one, like I said. You know, I would personally, I mean, uh, uh, like to see both of them, however, stick within some type of uh, uh, cultural heritage salute to the indigenous people where, you know what I mean? Like the uh, uh, whatever tribe is indigenous, like the Algonquins or whatever. Well, whoever, like, whoever know, the... Florida State is the Seminole. Exactly. You know? And I think with the Indians, it's actually more about their logo than the name, actually, now that I think of it. But I think like they're, they've already kind of done away with their like stereotypical buck tooth fucking dude with the feather on his head as their logo. And uh, I think that's a little bit more what the issue with them is than the name potentially. But the Redskins, I'd love to see them, like Devin said, be whatever the uh, Lenny yeah. Lenapes or whatever. Like uh, <laughs> that rolls off the tongue. I know the stupid <laughs> tribe of New Jersey, the Lenapes, <laughs> the Lenny Lenapes. But uh, you know, whoever the you know whoever the the native indigenous people because because you could go colonial like i'd hate to see dc be like the mayflowers which i mean you're probably in like the backyard and then the other irony that i found funny christopher columbus's exactly that's what i said dude but that would be perfect for cleveland because the neighboring city is columbus so you could just be like the columbus columbus's you know what i mean move move cleveland to columbus and again, yeah, kind of, of to go to the whole... Because people con- love Christopher Columbus nowadays. Too. Exactly. Well, I mean, to kind of go into the whole con- confederacy whole thing. I mean, didn't we win the war in the north, and now they have to take down the flags in the south? I mean, yeah. we kicked the shit out of those fucking Indian bastards. To the victors <laughs> go the spoils. I mean, we... Uh, <laughs> I'm proud of the racist <laughs> Europeans that fucking cleansed this. <laughs> Wow, that's a very hot take. I know, very hot take. When... <laughs> very hot take, yes. But oh, again, man. big shout out to the Lene, uh, the Lene Lenape tribe <laughs> of northern New Jersey, whom I take much spirit. But I'm honestly a big uh, uh, a supporter, and I guess uh, uh, as well, there has been some good news in the Native American front with Oklahoma being officially you know, uh, uh, awarded their tribal grounds and whatnot for a large part of Oklahoma, so... The, there has been positive news as well in like the actual political Native American front, and obviously supportive yeah. of all the Native American causes for sure. So, and, I and guess Black Lives Matter, y'all. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw that out there too. 
I guess as do Red Bulls. With, uh, getting out of the RIP news because it's about to be RIP Liam. Uh, <laughs> and kind of sticking with the sports news. Uh, today is officially uh, opening day for baseball, which uh, technically wouldn't be geek news except we wore Seinfeld shirts to City Field. So uh, <laughs> baseball is technically geek news on this podcast. Yeah, and again, more Coronaville news because we have been uh, uh, taking you through the mm-hmm. whole, you know, corona- entertainment shutdown. And uh, the sporting world falling in that. And we've kept you uh, up to date as to what's going on. And I guess now kind of coming full circle as we are officially at opening night in baseball and one week away from opening day in basketball, which I think even by our last Coronaville episode, I did not think either one of these were going to take place. Had they, they had already announced the yeah. dates, and I thought between here and they, uh, here and there they would be canceled, you know. But I guess the NBA, actually, who's opening next week on the 30th, they have, uh, uh, like, tested all of the players since being in the bubble in Orlando and since, you know, starting uh, 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 practices and, you know, inter-team scrimmages and all that kind of stuff. They've actually reported zero cases in the bubble, so it's apparently very effective with their method that they're doing. And uh, MLB is starting today, of course, as we've talked about, from the you know, various home arenas of the teams. There's like the NBA is doing there, everybody in Orlando. MLB is going to be traveling from city to city, although on a much more abbreviated schedule, keeping it, it's obviously 60 games and all of them are going to be within geographical, you know, matches to them. So less cross-country traveling and whatnot. For sure. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't this kind of, I kind of was, because we did talk about it on the last episode, too. I was kind of hoping that they actually weren't going to do a season just because even if you win, there's a huge asterisk next to this championship now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a shorter season. Uh, no, I mean, as know, we know. Just, he... just cut your losses. And just, for sure. You know, Especially sure for basketball, as we've talked about, this is going to be impacting their next season. This season is not supposed to even end until October. That's when their next season could be could could start. At this point, it's three or four months yeah. away. Just like bite the bullet, call the season off already, and just start from afresh. You know what for I mean? Sure. But honestly, I don't know if they think they'll be able to do that for an entire season. They're not going to be able to quarantine for an entire season. Maybe they won't be ready for you know full traveling. But... Uh, let me ask you this too, because I was watching a preseason the other day, or uh, like I guess you'd call it spring training, but even though it's summer. But I think it was the Mets Yankees playing, and. Uh, Definitely have the, like, 90s or, like, the sitcom laugh track going on with the game, whereas there was fake crowd noises. Okay, yes. And that's fucking mind-boggling to me that they think that's (laughs) necessary. I I, I was pretty annoyed by it. I didn't like it. Like, we've talked about it before. I kind of wanted to hear, like, the empty, like, crack of the bat. For sure, for sure. No, it's interesting, actually, as we've talked about on various episodes, but, like, uh, uh, when the first major professional sports to come back in uh, European football as us ignorant Americans call soccer. But uh, uh, they started off with the pumping crowd noise and like doing the pumping in the team chants and songs, which are very popular. However, then sports like boxing and UFC don't pump in any crowd noise, and it's super cool. So you're literally hearing the fighters breathe and their uh, trainers yelling shit at them. Like it takes on a much different yeah. dynamic. What's and baseball the- is already a very quiet sport 
kind of where it'd be much more you'd get to hear the players on the bench alright come on Tex you know they have, they have like hilarious <laughs> nicknames for each other <laughs> but uh, uh so like you get to hear that kind of stuff going on and I guess other kind of baseball crowd stuff that we've talked about but in Korea where baseball came back early they did fake fans in the stands and I think some stands even like you said did Pokemon and whatnot. but uh, 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 Major League Baseball the Mets actually sent me something to buy your own picture in a seat and it was actually somewhat reasonably priced and like if I I'm shocked that I haven't done it because I'm just kind of not into it like you were saying but uh, 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 it was a pretty sweet idea for like 80 bucks you could have like a picture of you represented (laughs) in the stands so when they're like panning the crowd you can maybe see your dumb fucking selfie that you have you know but uh uh, so that was pretty sick you know idea and they're having fun with it and you know what i mean it already it does however feel ridiculous though to pump in the crowd noise you know what i mean like they should put little what they should do and kind of that idea is put little ipads on each fucking chair and let you zoom in the game so you can really start making the noise. <laughs> like, come on! <laughs> yeah, great. Just, I mean, they have face, done like, that in concerts, the dude. They remember yeah, the right? stay at home, uh, at home together or whatever that fucking thing. Didn't they have one of those kind of things where you could so. like – there was yeah, like yeah, the yeah. clap. Oh, no, that's boxing actually. Boxing for ESPN has some app where you can like record yourself cheering and then like text it to them or some fucking ridiculous <laughs> thing. But they're already doing something kind of cool like that. But uh, – <laughs> You know, they're trying, they're trying, which I respect, you know, but you're right. Baseball would have been better suited. Football and maybe in the fall if there's no fans, pump in the crowd noise or whatever because you can't hear shit. But even then, no way. I want to hear, like, the shit talking going on in football and, like, Oh, that's true. Hear fucking Ray Lewis out there, like <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I hope they're quick on the edited button. I, ho- I hope they're as uh, thorough as uh, on the edits. As, yeah, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Even with uh, crowds in the stands, there's enough f bombs that slip through. Like now, let's hear like on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess in other kind of Coronaville news, that's kind of the sports for you, as well as the other American sports are all, you know, doing pretty much active hockey and MLS and whatnot. They're pretty much all back. Uh, 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 what I find interesting, I guess the next thing to look forward to in big time American sports, I'd say just real quick, is college football is the, uh, if not the single biggest sporty sport in America behind professional football. It's the sure. single biggest, like college football, way bigger than baseball, basketball. Most colleges are going to be going to fucking campus, uh, studentless campuses and on home learning. So I don't know how they're going to pull off making all the football kids show up and play play games if there's nobody at school. However, there, you know, that's something that I would keep my eye on because, and that's something where I could see people in Alabama literally talk about storming the state house with machine guns. They fuck all can- cancel the tide season. Like, it is going to go sure, down. Sure. But, uh, yeah. so I guess that's something to look forward to in terms of the sports world. In terms of music, we have some, you know, we've really seen, as we've talked about the involvement, you know, again, kind of coming full circle to what me and Devin have said. By this point, we've seen tons of drive-in concerts scheduled and, you know, uh, uh, pretty safe. I guess since the last episode, there hasn't been any hilarious idiots like the country guy that was doing, like, the packed show. 
I guess the UK uh, has already announced and unveiled. I'm not sure if they've had a show yet, but a first like large scale arena kind of outdoor venue, which I'm not sure the capacity, but like several thousand where they kind of have stations placed. You kind of have your own, it looks like platform or designated little area for you and your however many people, maybe up to four people per group or whatnot, but very much spread out all along, you know, a big, uh, a fairgrounds or whatever. I think it might be in an arena in Newcastle, but uh, you know, a, a spread out like an, like a, what we were talking about last time. They've actually designated the appropriate distance for the amount of people and given you the areas where you have to stand. And yeah, that makes the the old passing around the joints though kind of annoying. <laughs> I know for sure. Mooching off the uh, other crowd members. <laughs> I know that might be honestly like, uh, be like kids no! kids of the future might look back in movies or that might be like a very uh, uh, stereotypical hack thing of that like doesn't exist in society anymore but like the days where you used to pass joints at a concert because yeah, I don't know if that's going to ever come back honestly for yeah. sure man like I wouldn't want to smoke with you right now <laughs> like I know we've both been quarantined and I don't want to share with you so it's <laughs> sharing no problem dude I'll roll you one but like yeah, yeah, have I'm at sure. it uh, I just quit. we both talked about how uh, this is one of like my most mind boggling smoking weed at a concert things ever but uh, we both talked about how we went to the anger management tour uh, in separate cities. And I remember we were at there and me and my buddy Keegan rolled like a ton of blunts and we're sitting there and we're fucking chowing, chowing down like in the, in the stadium. And this kid like sees us smoke and was like, comes walking up. And he's got like a chronic tour shirt on. He's like, yo, dude, check it out. The chronic. And I'm like, all right, man, like here. And he was like, oh, no, 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 dude. And just like walks away. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> i don't smoke i'm just uh, uh coming up yeah. to guys smoking wearing uh, pointing out my weed shirt and then yeah dude it was so bizarre <laughs> yeah but, that's uh, uh, that's a new one i guess uh how very 2020 of them i guess yeah yeah, yeah. He knew it to... no i'm from the future <laughs> yeah, <that>. yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be ridiculous someday i swear but uh, uh, i guess yeah, yeah. another very interesting and uh, on a couple levels and I guess somewhat political story here uh, in the music world that's very exciting. But just today, actually, they have officially proposed in uh, the Senate, but the Save Our Stages Act. Okay, and this is brought to us by actually a Republican from Texas, uh, John uh, uh, Corin, or some uh, or a weird last name that had, that ends with N Y N. Is how this asshole pronounces his. If you're going to be a politician, give us a name we can pronounce. All right. Uh, uh, unlike the Democratic, uh, the Democrat from Minnesota, Amy Kluckbarch. <laughs> <laughs> Two worst names in fucking politics. Bring us. But it's a great. So right off the bat, I'm liking to see a little uh, uh, bipartisan politics uh, uh, between the Republican and Democrat. And I guess a lot of this for the Republican from Texas revolves around Austin, one of the great like music cities in America. But basically. Basically, it's a, uh, a, a, a proposed bill to provide grants, which would offer, you know, several months of support and payment to employees and all sorts of different financial benefits and whatnot to help keep independent, specifically independent music venues across America afloat. So really, really important for these days, as we've talked about, like, you know, uh, uh, it could just be lots of great 
music venues in all the cities across the country, a huge part of the culture and, you know, art in this country could really go out due to economic constraints of not having and allowing people inside over the next potentially, you know, year in total or whatever it is between March to uh, whenever we do whatever we can pack houses again, you know, and it's uh, uh, just a great uh, uh, specific act for a great specific cause. So, and probably we'll see other kind of things like that. You know what I mean? I don't know if comedy clubs are, you know, uh, of course included in the live venue, independent venue for the Save Our Stages Act. Like, I don't think this is just for music I mean, specifically, sh- but sure, a few of them have to be, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, don't, I don't think it's or in LA would be like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think like this that. is uh, a music venue specific as much as it is, you know, small independent live performance space specific. So, and as we talked about, you know what I mean? It's going to be a real, you know, restaurants. The the country is going to look potentially very, very different. And you know what I mean? If there was something that you would really want to preserve would be some of the, you know, independent the- uh, film, uh, uh, you know, art house theaters in the film world or music venues for music, comedy clubs for, you know, spoken time, word I'm... entertainment and whatnot. But it's just, you know, there's going to need to be some uh, a governmental aid and, you know, politically driven financial relief for these cultural centers in America, you know what I mean? So it's a great sign. This has obviously just been proposed. We'll see if it gets passed and whatnot. But definitely a step in the right direction. For yeah, sure. for sure. And I guess even in the uh, further Coronaville news, as we teased earlier, but uh, about getting passed and about the seasons starting and all, if it sounds like the country is getting uh, a way better, I guess, for the first time in four months, uh, the Trumpster has finally changing his tune a little bit. Yeah. And the virus will no uh, will no longer magically go away, as hilariously enough has been the plan. And now yeah. he feels that all of a sudden I got a feeling that this coronavirus is going to be around for a while, and uh, it's, it's going to be pretty bad, yeah, I think. But he's actually officially worn a mask as well. So hopefully some of these red state idiots, uh, 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 you know, stop politicizing the science behind wearing a mask and whatnot. Surprisingly, not a MAGA mask either. I think it was just like a plain mask. <laughs> uh, really, not his style yeah, at all. That's true. Was it not old? I'm Why sure some. Sw- I'm sure it was made in some sweatshop in China that he benefited from somehow. Okay, <laughs> but, but uh, was, uh, you're right. Not even like a hilarious American flag or like a All Lives Matter troll political. Yeah. You know. Like, Blue lives matter. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, yes, everything's gonna be okay now because Trump's wearing a mask. He should have gone with the Zappa mustache mask. That would have been great on Trump. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. So I mean, and that honestly kind of comes in the rather grim foresight that he probably knows that shit's about to hit the fan if he's like making statements as well. Unemployment benefits, that extra boost for everybody is set to end this week. So that will right. be the there'll be a lot more civil unrest revolving around coronavirus when that goes if it doesn't get extended and whatnot so there is you know still as uh, some states do better than others it's still skyrocketing and some of the bigger states california texas and florida by population are doing horrible with it all right now so there's talks of more you know uh, national shutdowns and whatnot and definitely going in the other direction from 
the uh, uh, you know. Uh, from the outdoor openings and from all of the positive news that we've been kind of relaying with things restarting. So we'll see. Exactly. It's very much fluid, as well, Nick Cordero I mean, points out to us, that it's, you know... Absolutely. But, I mean, it is manageable. You look at, like, when we first started this, like, New York was, like, the epicenter of fucking, like, how bad this thing could be. And, uh, you know, for a city where everyone's packed into each other, we sure, like, have lowered our numbers a ton. I mean... And, uh, you know, you've been in the city the whole time. I was in the city today for the first time in months, and it was just, like, very pleased to see how many people who were just walking up and down the sidewalks, the 92-degree day, all wearing masks. Yeah. No, that's true. I haven't seen a face in a long time. Like, literally, yeah. everybody in the city wears masks. And uh, just, to, just to congratulate New York City as well, since we've done our last episode but uh, we have gone through a couple of days where there was zero reported coronavirus deaths across the entire Correct. New York City. As well, I just saw, I think New Jersey right now is the only state right now to have gone down numbers continuously for like two weeks now. So the uh, Northeast is really doing, or, you know, the tri-state area. I don't know how Connecticut's made, but New York and New Jersey. But I like to think of the, the bi-state, as I call it. But uh, uh, the New York, New Jersey area is doing great with their response to it. And, you know, so it can. And it's just as we've seen looking around the world, you know what I mean? Other countries are like, you know, uh, uh, you know, not back to normal, you know, not back to February, but so way out of the lockdown situation that we're in right now. So it's like there is a, a, a bright side at the end, you know, of the tunnel or whatever the phrase, but the end of the rainbow, you know. But... I mean, look, things probably aren't going to get 100% back to normal until there is like a working vaccination out there. And even then, there's still going to be the anti-vaxxers and the people that aren't doing it. So, <laughs> I mean, I could see this being, like, honestly, like, it's something like, yeah, like you we were kind of joking around about, like, smoking a joint at a concert with a stranger. Like, I think the world as we know it, like, won't ever quite be exactly Yeah, no, same. for sure. I mean, just to look back at the kind of last major thing, and I'm sure we've brought up the, I'm sure I've made this point on the episodes before, so forgive me, but it's going to be, it's a September 11th situation, not put into one day, but you know what I mean? We look back now, 20 years later, and taking off our shoes is just second nature at the airport. That's not a thing. You know what I mean? That's just what we For do. Sure. We don't on, on September 10th. That would have been unheard of. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when it started on yeah. September 20th or whatever, when flights went on, it was like, can you believe this? But now that there's just a lot of September 11th ripples that are just everyday parts of our life that we don't look at as, well, this is because of September. That's just part of our lives now. And, you know, That's hopefully wearing masks everywhere in public isn't one of those, but there will be a lot of, Life is never, you know, it's, there, there's going to be the post, the post Coronaville world where I'm not an asshole for having Purell on me everywhere I go. Yeah. You know, no, like, no, you're right. That's the downside of growing this epic quarantine beard that you're seeing is that I can't show it anywhere. I'm wearing a goddamn mask. <laughs> it kind of does accentuate when it fucking protrudes out the mask, though. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like fucking crazy. Person. You get a good, you get a good frame of reference to it, but. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It is definitely uh, an ironic <laughs> part of your anti-establishment beard is that I'm very much uh, going with the establishment and wearing my mask anywhere and <laughs> everywhere I go. And, if you grows uh, anymore, it kind of becomes its own mask. Like, I don't I need mean, a mask. I've got a, I've got a beard so, that covers my mouth. and It already looks like I have no upper teeth, so I'm uh, <laughs> working my way down. Yeah, exactly. 
And I guess that'll get us really into the geeked up uh, news portion of this. And to top things off, kind of a hilarious story is uh, we've been talking a lot about the drive-in movie theaters playing old uh, movies across the uh, country and everything. And uh, first time in, I think, the 90s when it was re-released that time, but Empire Strikes Back was number one weekend box office uh, <laughs> for the past weekend. Which nice, is, uh, and this is for the uh, at drive-in movies, right? Like actual, not virtual sales, right? These are like on-location tickets. Sales, right? On-location uh, drive-in movie theaters, like weekend. Now, did like Empire's like did, was it like a big week-long thing across the country where like this was Empire Strikes Back week? Is this just out in yeah, theaters? Just, like, no, I just think a bunch of drive-ins played it over the weekend, and in turn. Empire Strikes Back ended up making $500,000 over the weekend, adding to the $10.3 billion yeah. already made. <laughs> I was going to say, good news for George Lucas there, I guess. We'll, uh... I think Jurassic Park, the weekend before that, topped the box office. It wasn't quite as big of a number as five hundred k but... Okay, Jurassic nice. Park. I mean, Jurassic Park was definitely because we literally, I think we might have even done a closer look of like movies that we'd want to see re released, but we've done like our best drive in movies. And J, mm. and J Park was definitely like on that list. I think it might have even topped our list of like the best movie for a drive in because we were saying that you don't want to see The Avengers, you want to see Empire or Jurassic Park. And we nailed yeah. it as evidence of the box office. Mm, they must have been listening. Because now, can I ask a question? Like, is there even a, a second or third place, or is this the only movie that they're playing? Is there any other movies out there? I just think the big is that like it did make half a million dollars. Like, this is just so funny. No, I mean honestly, dude, where so far, well, I don't have a car or anything. If I lived in like the appropriate situation, and Empire was on for a weekend movie I, or a driving movie, I would fucking definitely go. You know? Yeah, no doubt. Like I said a couple weeks ago, I was in just kind of walking around the town I live in uh, up here in Hudson, and a little coffee shop had like a blow-up movie screen, and they were playing Labyrinth. For yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. A little Bowie for you. <laughs> but but uh, I guess that... Uh, uh, but I guess that uh, uh, that's that's a part of the new normal I could deal with, <laughs> right? Mm. For the for the rest of history, we get to re-release classic movies every weekend. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> really, with all the movies getting pushed back, let's have some of the old classics. I um, mean, that is what I feel everybody is watching uh, uh, in coronavirus quarantine. You know what I mean? Most people have binge are binge watching classics. So, correct, correct. But I guess in more uh, new news, you know, Empire is not killing it. In modern news, there's now the new – this is kind of like a hard one to like spell out here. But there's the new Batman movie coming out, which actually I think just resumed filming in London. Uh, okay, know, this is the one with Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson okay, is uh, starring as Batman now. Uh, Matt Reeves is directing it. Replacing Affleck? Or this is a new storyline altogether? Totally its own thing. Yeah, new like, storyline totally, altogether, right? New storyline altogether. And I guess they're really, like, cashing in on this thing already because it's now been announced that there's going to be a companion series to the movie called Gotham PD. Companion um, series? This, the, the the movie hasn't even come out. How are they dude, doing it? Yeah. Exactly. How very really DC bad. of them to put all of their eggs. Dude, exactly. Like, totally a DC move to count their chickens before the eggs are hatching because... Who knows if this movie's going to shit the bed? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, Robert Pattinson as Batman. I got a theory that it's going to uh, go by the way of Jared Leto as Joker. I mean, I actually have high hopes for it, man. I think. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of joking. He's better be than good. Affleck, uh, fucking 100. percent so. For sure, and it's going to be a definitely. Well, like every director says, it's going to be like a different take on the Batman thing. But they're already <laughs> planning a trilogy. You know, they're already it's already rumored that the Joker is going to be in the sequel. So Jesus Christ. But I mean, it's pretty wild because this one, like, uh, what's this? I think I've talked about this, but uh, who's the good-looking Irish guy that's been around forever now? Me? Playing- uh, uh, big LW, I'm going. <laughs> Correct. You're playing the penguin in... Uh- <laughs> that's what I could do. I could do the penguin, actually, but... Yeah. Oh, what, Colin uh, Farrell? Or who's the... Colin Farrell is playing the Penguin. Just outed myself as a uh, as a Colin Farrell guy, I guess. You really packed me into that one, but this doesn't make uh, any sense. I mean, we we go from DeVito to Colin Farrell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another thing that doesn't make sense, because this prequel series is... It's a prequel to the movie. It's about the Gotham Police Department. Now, this is going to take place in the same universe as the movie. So who knows if there's going to be like actors from the movie and the TV series. But let's not forget that, like, not but, like, last year, fucking the season seven series finale of fucking Gotham just ended. They already did this show. <laughs> last year. It was yeah. called Gotham. And it was literally a prequel to Batman about the Gotham Police about Department. Police. Like, what, what are we is doing? There some, like, is there some Black Lives Matter? Like, are, are they prejudiced against supervillains? Are they extra Are they extra, president, extra prejudiced against uh, supervillains in the Gotham uh, PD yeah. show? This isn't the Joker movie where uh, Joker lives matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Joker lives yeah. matter, y'all. But, but uh, I mean, uh, yeah, very. I mean, like we said, very DC, very presumptuous to think that fucking the first that the movie is going to be good enough. And also, it's just like, I mean, have they not learned enough of Batman already with just yeah, the entire right. franchise well, between the Harley Quinn and the Suicide Squads and the another trilogy with the Joker? It's just like there are other characters. Like, give it a minute, for fuck's sake. You know, can you give it fucking ten minutes and get another movie out there before having another whole Batman thing? Really? I mean, in our lifetime, there's been, like, seven Batmans and, like, four Spidermans. Like, (laughs) what are we doing? And, I mean, everybody, yeah, for sure, everybody knows that the Spidermans was kind of, like, a debacle on top of each other now, I guess. Because it says there have been, what, three official franchises, I guess? Because there's the Tobey Maguire, then there was the reset before the current one, right? Yeah, there's the Andrew Garfield one. The Garfield, yeah, that fucking dude. But, uh, okay, wow. So, yeah, I mean, come on. It's enough of Batman. As much as we all love him, we've, like, I'm still watching my Dark Knight DVDs, for fuck's sake. Like, I haven't even, you know, gotten over that one. But, uh... I mean, I guess actually, if you just want to think about it logically, though, I guess we are talking like 15 years from uh, <laughs> it's uh, the last. Like, when did the uh, Batman Begins come out? 2002. So I guess that, that was like 20 years ago. So if you want to, I mean, that's a very good point too, because the Christian Bale movies technically really were the last Batman movies, and this is kind of like a weird take, but like the Ben Affleck Batman's was never really—he uh, never was in a Batman movie. You know what I mean? In every movie, he was kind of like the side character or part of an ensemble. Yeah, there that's was, a good call. Like there was, he was really, 
Yeah, when the Justice Batman League commingled universe kind of goofy thing that for failed sure. for them. And really that that's a good point, I guess, because really old, at the end of the day, that is going to be what costs me my interest in this new Batman trilogy. Because if it was just like, all right, every 20 years we get a Batman trilogy, like, all right, sick, I'm down. But they've totally saturated the market with the last, like, I've already seen fucking three, you know, uh, uh, Batman movies in between. So good call. But, uh, you know, I, I guess more excited for the Robert Pattinson movie than the Gotham series. You did say that's going to be an HBO Max, though? The series is going to be an HBO Max. The uh, movie is going to be, you know, theater release. They're still filming it now. They have released pictures. HBO Max of, like, gives me that's better than Gotham was what ABC. Yeah, Fox. <laughs> Fox. Okay, yeah. so you know network TV anyway though. So all right, you know right. I could I could dig an HBO Batman show if you wanna if you wanna make me watch. Yeah, because what's then there, podcast about? I don't know. I'm all right with it. I guess I don't know a series about Batman where Batman's not in it. Like, I guess. <laughs> like. Maybe we find out how uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon rose the ranks of the police. That was literally the plot of Gotham. Yeah, I mean, what else could it be? I mean, of course. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, right, because uh, what's his name? Uh, The guy from Westworld is playing Gotham or Gordon in uh, in, uh, this one. Who, Ed Harris? Tell me Ed Harris. (laughs) <laughs> not Ed Harris, the guy that was uh, oh his name, I can't believe I'm slipping my mind the guy that was like Bernard who like turned out to be a robot the black I'm guy? Are we, are we not allowed to say black guy anymore? because <laughs> yeah, <him. laughs> okay, Bernard, I, 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 we could have just settled it at Bernard because I knew but <laughs> but I mean honestly, it was one of those shows there was a lot of characters, it's confusing alright, we <laughs> doesn't make us bad people by forgetting the fucking guy's name but so i guess they're really uh you know they're really predicting that batman's going to be a smash hit that's going to warrant a bunch of other spin-off movies and tv series but in other i would say prediction movie news is uh ludicrous kind of let it slip in an interview lately now he's a part of the fast and the furious he's franchise. the black guy right <laughs> uh, in this case <laughs> um he let it slip because, of course, there's the new Fast and Furious movie coming out with John Cena, who's been playing Vin Diesel's brother and enemy in the movie. Uh, now, this got this movie got pushed back. I haven't been more excited for a Fast and the Furious since Fast and the Furious 7, by the way. But this, uh, this side movie note. Got, pushed, got pushed back because of COVID. But what Ludacris kind of let slip is the movie after this one that comes out is probably going to take place in outer space. <laughs> in outer space? Outer space. <laughs> I mean, haven't, 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 they, haven't they already done that one already? Have they not done an I outer mean, space movie yet? They haven't been in space yet. <laughs> I mean, they used to be racing movies. Yeah, yeah, no, then, I remember, uh, but... I mean, it, it kind of doesn't even make... Like, space travel... Ironically, it's not really known for, like, your high-impact speed. You know you know what I mean? It's, like, more of a long-distance kind of thing, you know? Like, light years is actually a measurement of distance, not time, you know what I mean? So it's you're more traveling in great places. But what, are they going to be just fucking, like, racing from planet to planet? Or what the fuck's... Oh, I think they'll be doing, like, space heists, man. Like, you're telling me if you don't want to see uh, Vin Diesel flying around like a jet Oh, I want to see. I'd, <laughs> I never said I didn't want to see. But I'm just saying, yeah, uh... doesn't it make more sense on the uh, streets of Tokyo or whatever? 
Oh wait, man! You can't have moon buggy races in Tokyo. You can't really do that the moon. Yeah, I mean, this kind of sounds like a, a episode one, young Anakin, fucking with uh, Ludacris behind the yes. wheel. Pod races. Pod, yeah. <laughs> now you're onto it. But, but uh, I mean, uh, Elon Musk cameo in that one. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true too. I mean, this is a real life, a real life thing now. I, we've joked around about how, like, if you would have told me that, like. 20 years ago or whatever, like 18 years ago when the first Fast and the Furious movie came out, they're like, dude, I'm telling you, 20 years, this movie's going to make a number one franchise. I'd be like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> and like, I mean, I don't Joe, know. Would you consider it, though, a number I wouldn't even consider it like a successful franchise. It's Just, hugely successful. Is it really? Like, every, every like do people go see these movies? or? Those movies clear $500 million every time they come oh out. no way i've been right. looking at this all wrong i thought this was like freddy i thought we were talking no, like no, no, no. these movies are like smash hits like action hits like it all starts i think after tokyo drift there's a certain time where they like stopped making them racing movies i mean is so, hobbs like, and know, shaw is that are we counting that's a fast and furious spin-off okay movie. nice <laughs> it's in the franchise i mean it's in the franchise oh, yeah. i mean there's there gotta be a, what like it was big beef with hobbs and shaw there was always like a huge Fast and the Furious falling out about uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. The one guy fucking... Vin Diesel didn't really get along. And then Tyrese was Tyrese, of course. He, was... he wasn't getting a spin-off movie. <laughs> so, like, the Rock's not coming back for any of the new ones. He's like, I'm good. Like, I mean, if The Rock's not in outer space, this whole thing is... If he's not taking over Debo's role as president of outer space, then I don't know what this movie is all. <laughs> That's what Ludacris is doing. But isn't this kind of like... Isn't this just like Guardians of the Galaxy at this point? <laughs> or whatever? Like, I mean, we Vin Diesel is Groot. <laughs> That's true. We've got Diesel in both. But I mean, again, like I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not saying I'm not going to watch. But I'll be honest, though, I have not taken these movies seriously for probably the better part of, I'd say, by 2010. I thought it was hilarious that they kept on coming out, and now yeah. I thought it was just like a National Lampoon's. Or like, like I said, Freddy kind of thing, where it was just like the whole joke was they keep on making like a scary movie kind of thing, where they no, just keep on making these bad movies for the fuck of it. And I mean, how many, yeah, how much of the cast is in it still? All of them, every one of them. For real? They've even brought back cast members. That is Michelle been, like, Rodriguez? For sure, she no died way. in one of them, and then like two movies later, they brought her back. Like everyone's come back. Vin Diesel wasn't in two of them. He wasn't in Fast and Furious two, and then he was. In the very end of Tokyo Drift, like the post-credit scene, uh, like, post-credits of Vin like, Diesel. How much for a race? And then, if you really have watched the watch the franchise, it turns out Tokyo Drift is actually like happens after like Fast and Furious Five. It was like they've redconned it, be like, no, that was kind of a Uh-oh. prequel. It was a Tarantino, uh, a Tarantino <laughs> time warp. Exactly. Those movies oh, are yeah. wild, but yeah, they clear like five hundred million like every time a new one comes out. Okay, Hobbs that shocks me. Numbers, it's, uh, yeah, that's I mean, what I'm I've, I've, I've always I always talk about it, but one of the great uh, 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 rides through a parking lot of my life was through the Paramus, New Jersey movie theater lot with all the Ginzos after like the original uh, uh, Fast and the Furious. Leaving the movie theater that night was epic. Like getting onto the highway to go home was. We've uh, talked about this before. I at that time lived in Florida. 
Florida. And <laughs> same thing. Like, going, because I actually saw that theater, but going out, like, at the Hollywood 20, there's all the cars with, like, I don't know anything about cars. All I know is, like, they had light up neon lights underneath their fucking Yeah, cars. yeah. None of my dumb friends had, cool, had like, fast. A couple of them did, actually, but I didn't see them. I didn't, I, unfortunately, we were the losers getting, like, fucking passed on the left by everybody in their yeah, sick Mustangs, a, but... No, it was it was a real thing. As well as I, we've talked about it before, but I look at that as really one of like there was a time where everybody with a DVD collection owned Fast and the Furious. It was kind of right on like the same slope of like Best Buy, you know, doing sales for. I don't know what it was, but it was the perfect storm of everybody had uh, Fast and Furious on DVD. The first movie I ever watched on DVD was kind of that same thing. Like went to like a friend's house, I think to get weed. And like he was like, "Do you got a DVD player? You ever seen Pitch Black?" Which was also a movie, <laughs> yeah, movie. yeah. But it was like the first time I've ever seen like a movie like that on DVD. It was like blown away. I was like, "Dude, <laughs> this movie's so good! This is wild!" Like, look how you could just movie. skip scenes. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, dude, that was huge. That was huge. <laughs> I mean, shit. I used to work at Blockbuster. We know that. And I remember my boss telling me how DVDs weren't going to even take off because he's like. We'll put out some, like, we're starting with some, like, newer movies, but, like, this will be a VHS story. And I'm like, I mean, Blockbuster would have uh, definitely, they, Blockbuster definitely lost a lot of money by uh, no more, by no longer being able to charge me for not rewinding. So, <laughs> in your face there, Blockbuster. You just uh, saved me ten bucks a, uh... Despite popular belief, that was actually never a Blockbuster thing. That's your uh, showcase videos or your... Uh, Interesting, I never went to Blockbuster, really. My town had a West Coast video. West Coast video, for sure, would charge you for that. Blockbuster famously... Because I never ran into the other... Was it true that they would, like, edit movies or they wouldn't, like, take on some releases that other ones Uh, would... No go, porn at Blockbuster. Oh, no porn. Okay, I see. Because I, no I, there was one Blockbuster in a town, like, fucking, you know, quite a ways away. So I was more of a West Coast video or else, like, small independent uh, mom and pop video shops. Which uh, all had porn sections, by the way. <laughs> However, I never... By the time... Yeah, we're really spinning off here, but by the time that the whole video stores went away, we were kind of of the age where when video stores were a thing, I was really never in an adult section of a video store. By the time we reached, like, porn age, those, like, video stores were kind of out the window, or at least you just fucking wouldn't walk into, like, the section. So I remember it being, like, a hilarious taboo thing when we were kids, but then really never being in, like, a video... I've been into, like, porn video shops. Where all I, uh, they sell is sleaze, but I've never been into the sleazy section. I won't say who, because you're talking about like yeah, like the old bomb pop video store where we had like the curtain. The curtain, exactly. Section, you yes. weren't allowed to go. Okay, so one more blockbuster story, and I won't say whose dad it was, but when I was in high school, I was working at Blockbuster, and one of my buddy's dads was in there. And he might have had a couple, on the but I could tell what he was looking for, and he was like in the back looking around for the curtain, <laughs> and I went up to. And I was like, hey, Mr. B. Nice. He, he, like, he's like, Jared, how are you? <laughs> Where is the porno section? And I was just like blatantly asking. He him. asked you? <laughs> yeah. oh, I thought he was going to come up with a hilarious, like, do you guys have a, uh, yeah. a kid Three section? Couples, like, between you and me, where's the porno? Hilarious. No porn here, uh, you've come to blog. I, I gotta take. I gotta point you out to the West Coast video. And then immediately called my friend afterwards. Was like, ah, you're hilarious, Oh, uh, dude, that is fucking hilarious. But yeah. I guess uh, 
in other because uh, Fast and the Furious. Like so I that'll said, bring us to our closer look, anyway. Of... Yeah. <laughs> Whose dad was it? <laughs> but much like Fast and the Furious, though, being a like money grabbing move, just keep doing these things and making big money. I think in another big money grabbing news story is Ernest Klein, the writer of uh, Ready Player One, who was like wrote the book and it was like the smash Spielberg hit a couple summers ago that did really good. <laughs> I'm giving it hated it, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll let you continue. Kind of, he's now writing Ready Player Two, okay. which uh, it's a very geeked up podcast uh, title for the sequel. <laughs> but yeah. um, but uh, it just to me seems like a huge cash grab of just like damn, I made a lot of money off that first book. Yeah, I was going to ask. So this was – because I remember seeing this one based upon the uh, recommendation from Barnes over there, I guess, especially because the book was such a huge smash. So it was one of those everybody had been long since waiting and there was lots – this was one with like all the 80s fucking tropes or whatever. Correct. It was like set in the future but has like the 80s references, man. It was a fucking great book. I always said about the movie, if I hadn't – I liked the movie. If I hadn't read the book, I would have loved it. The book was like amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah, and I could see this one being a much better book with just the detail and everything like that. Well, you can do more in a book with stuff like that. I think the movie pulled it off very well, but to me, like, it's a book I don't think he ever would have wrote. My opinion too. I, I don't know this. He's never said anything about it. That it was like a one standing book. But to me, I don't think he ever had plans on writing a sequel. Had his okay, book I see. Not the movie like spielberg find the movie yeah 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 if you can bank off of it like i think i got another okay so i'm sorry so i i was clearly fucking not listening to you i was clearly making a bad joke as opposed to listening to the uh uh, topic here but so they are actually writing a second book not making a second movie no 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 he's writing a second book which in turn of course will be a movie oh okay i thought this was like a game of thrones like last season or whatever where they just fucking went out on their own and were making a movie on the whole thing okay so wow this guy is actually writing a book you 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 yeah. you, you usually don't see the authors sell out like this but you're <laughs> yeah, right yeah. this is a really uh new uh, like uncharted it, grounds for a cash grab here but mm-hmm. i mean so... i would say it does kind of does it lend itself to a sequel if i recall i mean it was uh it doesn't need to it definitely wraps itself up yeah i was gonna nice say is it but it easily, is it going to take place in the 90s? The idea of sequels, dude, I was thinking that. That is probably exactly if they're if, if they're the best way to get me to watch, make it about the 90s. and I'm uh, Or they could Westworld <laughs> this shit and go, is the next one going to be in the future? Well, the, I mean, the, uh, what, uh, Ready Player One. The, oh, yeah, it's already the in the future. And then it's they, like the guy that made the crazy, crazy video game system that everyone pretty much like lives on. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had like a big obsession with the '80s. He was like a kid in the '80s and all that. Interesting. So I could almost guarantee that he'd be like, "My next favorite time in my life was the '90s. I hit all these things around." I mean, Great couldn't friend. agree more. <laughs> by the way, I hope there's a scene where they like end up in a an episode from Seinfeld. That was a thing in the movie. In the they book, end up in a blockbuster have... video asking the clerk for a, a conspicuously looking around the back for. <laughs> well, in the movie, in the in the books, they get like inserted into like eighties movies, and they have to like you know be a character and like how many points you get is like how well <laughs> yeah. you're remembering the movie. It's wild. It's... But cool. in the movie, they jump into the shining. Remember? Yeah! 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 So hopefully, if it is the '90s one, they do jump into like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm Putty. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> High five, future man. 
but you're right it is kind of the first time that you like have seen the author going this route i mean doesn't it take like years to write a book I mean, I mean, look at the fucking Game of Thrones guy. He still hasn't wrote the next yeah, book. Yeah, like, I thought that was, like, a, your life's work to maybe do a book. Not something you fucking yeah. uh, hack out in 90 days like a movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, this... Uh, uh, big yeah, shout out to all one... the movie makers out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> big shout out to Alex <laughs> Anderson, y'all. Uh, uh, check out Timing on uh, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> check out Timing on Amazon. But, uh, yeah, exactly. You think that's like a book takes years. I think he's announced that he's writing it, that he's already halfway through. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is going to be a really bad book, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to it's 100 pages. It's an easy read. <laughs> so, uh, I guess kind of now, and kind of getting back to normal a little bit, like we were talking in Corona News. I guess this one kind of could have made Corona News a little bit, but we're saving it for the geek news, but saying now that SNL for the next season is going to be going back in the studio uh, audience-free. Okay. Which, uh, sounds a like little a new idea. normal kind of situation. but Sounds like a weird idea at first, but really, like, if they were doing episodes on Zoom, I think they can pull off a uh, crowdless... Uh, for sure. Way, yeah. way more... Exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and honestly, dude, if you want to go fucking bad 90s sitcom style, you add a laugh track, do you really even need, like, an audience there necessarily? Well, and it's I not like... Ask you that. Do you think they're going to, like, go, like, MLB style and, like, put a laugh track in it? Or do you think... <laughs> Probably be, uh, not just for the sake of what they're doing, the or originality of it or whatnot. But, I mean, you know, like uh, uh, Chappelle show sketches and whatnot weren't done in front of live studio audiences, and they were hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, in front of a live studio audience. They had a laugh track on them. Which one? Every, every Chappelle show sketch had a laugh on them because he was being shown in front of an audience. Oh, that's a good every call. Chappelle sketchy watch has a laugh track on it. Yeah, yeah, that's true, because they were showing it in front of an audience. And of course, most Chappelle right. sketches were like shot on location, and it's a different kind of show, yeah. production-wise or whatnot. But it does just definitely make me think, I mean, the SNL kind of heritage and legacy, it's like forms from that improv troupe kind of legacy. And you know what I mean? You can imagine them doing that kind of stuff without... What about like the... What was that improv show when we were kids? Uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Was that a live yeah, studio yeah. audience or? It was okay, yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, you could uh, obviously improv your is more thought of, like you said, in front of a live audience. But for a sketch comedy kind of thing like that, you know, I could definitely see them pulling off some really, really funny stuff, and it'll be really interesting to watch. More interesting than the shows over Zoom, anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I like the laugh track. Uh, I like it in every show. It reminds me when to laugh. I mean, that's why they do it. That's literally the whole point of it's it. It's a wild... I mean, I could go down that rabbit hole for hours. This the wildness that is the laugh track of just, like, how subconscious it is. And when you take the time to really think about it, it's like, this is fucking wild. Well, I mean, they have lots of videos on YouTube or whatnot of, like, you can watch the Big Bang Theory without the laugh track. And it's, like, shocking uh, how much influence that it pulls in front of you. And, oh, like, no, like exactly. uh, OG More Respected right. shows would do live studio audience... So it's mm. like you're getting that laughs, but they're actually, you know what I mean, earning it, so to speak. But uh, old Seinfeld, for example, was, you know, a manufactured laugh track, but... Well, exactly. But even, like, new shows now, they're like, I forget, it's like, I think it's called the single camera shows, where they are putting a laugh track on. It's just such a wild idea. Like, all right, now we put the laugh here. Like, put a laugh at end of every joke. It's just... Yeah, laugh. yeah. How used to it you are. Like, you just don't think about it. I think SNL, in that aspect alone 
will put laugh tracks on it, it would just be too crazy not to. Like the jokes yeah. fall like very flat. At least with I, I think a perfect example would be like John Oliver has been doing his show, but uh, he has the late night kind of thing going on, but he doesn't have guests. So like it's him like doing pauses after like jokes. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I've definitely performed comedy in front of enough places with fucking no audience where yeah. it can happen, folks. You can for uh... sure, <laughs> for sure. But uh, you know, but in honesty, even just like Louis C.K. has uh, done his actually. Uh, uh, remember his HBO show was actually done in front of a live studio audience. That sitcom, but then all Lucky of his uh, specials, comedy specials usually don't ever show the audience that's why his look a lot different but here's like never any audience shots on his specials so it's just like if you're pumping in the laugh track you don't necessarily you really don't need them you know what i mean it's a good point i never even thought about that that's a great point that you really don't see louis audience yeah yeah it's always just like zoom is always just close-ups on him on different cuts but and i guess uh moving along from that Big news for Liam over here, for Mr. Big LW himself. In a, in a, a double dose for me here, too, from two different worlds. Follow, as a, <laughs> You can follow on the sports podcast, the Jammin' World podcast. Uh, I, mean, to Liam, I signed him up for the lottery to uh, win himself a brand new pair of Grateful Dead Nikes. <laughs> the SB Dunks. <laughs> Now, uh, I think you have a little more info on this than I do. Yes, I mean, and again, uh, uh, not just as a deadhead, but also as an OG sneakerhead. As remember, Devin did tell people at the restaurant that we worked at that I wait online for Air Jordans and uh, started that rumor. But uh, uh, so obviously down with the sneaker culture. But one of the big hot sneaker releases is a very random collaboration with the Grateful Dead where they've put together, uh, 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 I, I really think just based out of like the Grateful Dead popularity right now, and not much of like another real purpose behind it for you know the 2020 release. But uh, a why new... would they be more popular right now? Huh? Is there a reason that they'd be like more popular? right I mean, now? John Mayer's in the band, so they're just like you know the, a lot of younger kids are like like them way more so than at any point in the last like you know fucking 20 years since jerry died or 25 years or whatever okay. it's like they've uh, maintained a real loyal audience of older people and whatnot and guys like my age and up you know but now that sure, john sure. mayer's in the band it's like super popular and honestly as we've talked about in our great logos but they've got really iconic wardrobe in general and i think like tie-dye is hot this year or whatever so they fucking release these shoes but they are super super sensation they're uh, uh, three different colors orange yellow and green and uh, the orange they're all being like released exclusively at like specific skate shops uh, or, or else online via lottery but like the orange ones right now are going for like thirty five hundred dollars on the uh, secondary market and they're releasing like very limited numbers of them they're pretty sick they're kind of like shaggy fur kind of based off of the jerry garcia dancing bear logo okay. for the band but they've turned into like a big pop culture craze and there's a lottery going yeah. on for 24 hours uh, uh what is leading... the lottery for 
any color or just the, the orange? Uh, no, the orange ones are already sold out. The yellow and uh, and green are going on for like a 24-hour lottery and like uh, a couple of the Grateful Dead, like the Grateful Dead.net, which is like one of their music catalog websites, is doing like special sweepstakes and all kind of stuff. But it's uh, caused the major fashion stir for the random Grateful Dead Nikes that are coming out. So $3,500 is how much the orange ones were going for that are already sold Yeah, out. that's, that's going to be like the hottest one. How much do you think they are going to sell for now? No, like no, that, you own a pair and you wanted to resell. No, no, that's the resale value is $3,500. Oh, $3,500 right now. Yeah, how yeah, much yeah, did they yeah, get yeah. it for? Huh? How much did they originally? How much were they originally? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Like 100, 160 bucks maybe at most, I'd say. That's not bad. I might pay those. Just to yeah, yeah. I'm sure that they're like regularly priced, but I thought we were talking like some uh, Fuki Jamas from Honorage. <laughs> five grand and get a turtle pair of sneakers. No, no, no. Uh, only secondhand. So I mean, the one has like the felt on it. Looks like the bears. Is what's like the design on them? Do they have like bears dancing on them, or is it have the skull on them or anything? I mean, there's a di- uh, on the tongue. There is a, a dancing bear, but all of them for their different colors. They're they kind of just look like like you know regular low top uh, skateboard shoes, but they're like textile. You know what I mean? Like they're like uh, uh, they're fuzzy. So it's just like they're like your shoes are shaggy. You know what I mean? So that adds like a. Now, there, uh, therein is the style. If you uh, do win this thing, which we all know you're not going to, but if you did, <laughs> are you going to wear these fucking things, or is it going on like near the Mets bobbleheads on like? Some oh, flag good question. Well, I mean, obviously, if uh, by by get these things, uh, you you obviously get two pairs whenever you get, sign up for one of these things for uh, one for the closet and one for the feet. So, but if I only had one pair, that's a good call. I would, uh, I definitely wear, I definitely wear my sneakers. So I would wear them. I'd wear them out. Dude, wear them. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. I mean, again, if I won the sweepstakes, all value. <laughs> You wear them once for, like, Instagram, baby, and then you fucking put those things. <laughs> no, they become, like, my everyday shoes for four months. <laughs> and then... at... But, again, I mean, I'm just winning the sweepstakes to get them at, like, face price. You know what I mean? I would try to yeah, preserve yeah, yeah. them. They would be an, a little bit more uh, select rotation amongst my sneaker game. But if you got it, you got to flaunt it, you know? It's true. It's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, that's big news for uh, Liam and the music industry. For all the sneakerheads out there. Uh, but uh, to me... Big shout out to my boy Yoon, by the way, who has uh, never listened to The Grateful Dead, but it's a huge sneaker guy. So I've been getting all the info and all the links to Yoon. So he, uh, uh, I, I apparently need to download a sneakers app. So big but shout you out know to that Yoon. John Mayer band you like? Uh, they're making a <laughs> sneaker for Nike. They sound like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much uh i guess to me though my big news this week would be uh kind of a huge one so big that we don't even have time to cover it in one episode that we're gonna be doing a special uh full coverage episode next week but uh this week starting on the 20th was comic-con at home it's okay nice. virtual comic-con the 2020 San Diego Comic-Con, and they're doing it all at home. It's a really interesting experience because all these tickets now that you would pay, like, full, like, you know, however much you want to get into Hall H, you can now sit at home and virtually be in Hall H for free. They're not charging for it. Uh, okay, they're not charging for it. 
They're not charging for it. Interesting. It's totally Because free, there are, man. like I said, bands doing kind of tours. Like, this is something that they could probably get away with. You have to buy, like, a certain package to get unlimited codes, or you could buy specific codes for specific things. Or I would 100% thought that was the way they were going to go. Wow. But, uh, they, uh, totally free. The only thing is that some of the, uh, uh, the panels you do have to sign up for, where, like, most of them you can watch later on, like, the YouTube channels or the Twitch channels. Uh, some of the panels, though, if you don't watch it live, it's fucking gone. Okay, interesting. But maybe some bozo will record it and then like <laughs> put it put it out on his YouTube page. Yeah, yeah, but for like, sure. I forget which ones are on there. Uh, there's a few panels I'm excited about. We'll talk about that more. Uh, yeah, I guess on- more importantly than Comic Con is going to be the big geeked up uh, Comic Con special coming on yeah. after Comic Con. So we'll be covering all the stuff. I just know one of the big news stories I heard is that. For the first time in years, I think the MCU, Marvel's going to be there, but like the MCU, all like all the cinematic movies, are not going to be at Comic Con this year. Interesting. Which is uh, pretty disappointing. They really no, and did nor will there be any characters. assholes dressed up as any of the characters, which is a real bummer for Comic Con. They're still doing a, uh, and we'll talk about this in the special too, but there is a whole cosplay thing. Okay, where, nice. Uh, a Zoom room. They're going to cosplay Zoom and like people oh, putting their pictures out. Somebody for one of the Hall H things made a big banner that says like Hall H in the background that looks like the actual like Hall H in San Diego. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. I mean, you could definitely uh, 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 get the back of your screen to look like Hall H, one of those one of those photo right. zoom shop things that they do. Also today too. I mean, and as today because the reason we're not doing Comic Con also is because as recording this, it's still going on. You know what I mean? We don't yeah, want to yeah, pre-record yeah. on anything that's happening. And this is, like I, uh, like I, I was going to say, uh, actually, though, definitely like a Comic-Con where you could see some major news like the uh, with just everything going on in the world right now, that there's been so much changes, so many you know things up in the air, so much production on hold, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, yeah. there's definitely major opportunity to answer a lot of questions, to debut some new dates, to, you know what I, I mean? I mean, let's be honest, the Black Widow movie... It was supposed to come out like right when COVID started, right? And then, you know, they get pushed back. If it had been normal times, at this point, it'd probably already be coming out on like video on demand. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? No, it for sure. Been the for like three or four months, been like, no. Yeah. So they're, I mean, the Spider Man, I know I said earlier that Batman just started filming again. I know uh, they just started filming, or I think they're just getting now on track to start filming the new Spider Man movie. So, okay. you know, things are. You know, getting pushed back and things films have yeah, been delayed. Yeah. So I don't think they really have anything to announce. I think you know you'd be hearing new stuff on there now. But we'll cover this all on the next uh, Comic Con special episode. Something else I'm going to uh, kind of clump into that uh, Comic Con too is that today itself is actually the Xbox Game Showcase, which is an hour long presentation of uh, all the new uh, games coming out for Xbox. And also, uh, I think the reason it's really big this year is because coming out this uh, holiday season is the new Xbox Series X is coming out. Okay, nice. But this is an Xbox household, so... uh, Okay, well, you're not even a a PlayStation guy at all? No. You've been Xbox from the beginning? There's a few games... You've never uh, had, like, any of the PS versions? PS3? PS1. PS1? See, PS1, PS1 was whack compared to 64. I was. I, I did 64 also. Okay, and nice. I, I didn't I get a P. I didn't get a PlayStation until PS3. No, never had a PS3. I once I got an Xbox, I stuck. Okay, interesting. Faithful, maybe. 
Nice, nice. Uh, and this is a new yeah, this is a new edition for Xbox or a new No, it's a new Xbox. Yeah, out. yeah, that's what I mean, like a new, okay, uh... new every yeah, like a whole new system. Soon the the one I have right now will be obsolete. Okay, cool. What are the big uh I guess we'll get into it more in the special we'll next week, that, but is there clump that in. Yeah, there's a, the new Halo game obviously. Uh the Fable Just in terms of the game. technology of the system though, is there any Thing cool. Big thing that they're selling is something really cool, and like again, we'll talk more about it. But the big thing that they're selling with the new Xbox Series X is that load screens are now a thing of the past, which means everything's going to be instantaneous. I'm calling bullshit on that. I think that's a very uh, bold promise to make. And if you know what I'm talking about, like games, like you start them up, have like a load time of like you know things loading. Well, like three saying, seconds. Oh, like how much? Could... When you start a game now, it's going to be like boom. Like, boom, boom, boom. Okay. Yeah, like, some of the games I play now, like, if I'm loading a level, like, haven't played and, like, turning it back on, it's going to take, like, two or three minutes to even, like, get started. Okay, I see. So that's a little frustrating. I mean, that's pretty sick if they can pull that off, you know? Yeah, I think there's no way in hell. Like, <laughs> I think that's, that's great. That's yeah. absolutely but More that's accurate big... to say slightly less load time would maybe be a more, uh, yeah. a better okay. proclamation. But say goodbye load times is a very, uh, a bold statement to make. But, but we'll get into all of that and more. On yeah, our, our Comic-Con uh, Xbox special. More of a Comic-Con. That's coming out next week, early next week. Um, I guess, though, talking to Comic-Con, like I said, we'll talk more at Comic-Con next week, but kind of Comic-Con, one of the big things that people look forward to going to these things, and it's kind of a shame that it can't happen in real life this year, is that you get to meet all these freaks and geeks from all of your favorite... <laughs> uh, TV shows and movies. Yeah, and... it's just not the same dressed up as the Incredible Hulk in my living room. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's fucking spot ears out. What am I doing here? So that one, just take a closer look at uh, some of our favorite uh, celebrity, personal celebrity encounters. Closer look, closer look, closer look. Break out the telescope. Then the microscope, all of your other scopes, it's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Andre Davi. Andre Davi, you always with That's my biggest look. celebrity encounter, Andre Davi. Yeah. Opening. Oh, yours too. All right, well, uh, <laughs> we're done with this closer look. Play us out. Take it away, Andre Davi. Deuces indeed. Um, but no, like we were saying. So Comic Con, the big thing there is you get to meet like, like uh, your William Shatner's. I think one of the best SNL bits, not one of the best, but remember when Shatner hosted, and there was a whole bit of him yelling at all the Star Trek nerds. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Think about that all the time. Uh, it's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, that definitely the- is the thing that separates Comic-Con from just being a bunch of geek news is the whole mm-hmm. freak fact. Like, even like I mentioned, it's just not the same if you're dressing well, up at, in your own house. Like, the whole freak... Lot- Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, just the whole freak fact with everybody dressing up in costume and that whole gimmick, let alone all of, like, the sea- getting to meet Screech or whatever, which, let's face it, that's yeah. really the... Uh-huh. It- if, well, that's the thing, too. They'll do stuff like that. Like, they'll bring back, like, a whole cast from, like, a show from, like, 10 years earlier and, like, let the fans ask them questions. 
which was always a pet peeve of mine of like, why are you asking the actors specific questions about episodes? Like, ask the fucking writers. Like, yeah, yeah. No. Nick Sawyer on Lost has no idea <laughs> why his story arc didn't yeah. uh, this and that. It's like, what are you talking about? Like... Yeah, I mean, you've you, you've taken enough effort to come all the way to Comic Con. You really don't know what fucking questions to ask. Like, yeah, it, he's like, I don't know. They gave me five million dollars, and I uh, did what they told me. I mean, I guess before we get into it uh, uh, for our actual encounters, or maybe it'll go hand in hand. But how about yourself? Have you ever done any of these conventions? Cause, I have, um, okay, actually, one of my uh, celebrities in here is. Very nerdy, but it was early on as a comic nerd. But I did go to a couple, really not even appreciating what they were back then, but I did go to a couple comic book conventions in Delaware. Okay, I remember you actually talking about that at one point. The uh, uh, Not the New York City one, though, right? Not the OG? Because remember no, a couple no, no. years ago, we Delaware, tried talking about it. Wilmington, Delaware. <laughs> yeah, Wilmington, uh, 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 Wilmington Comic Con. But uh, yeah. uh, as we talked about it a couple years ago, remember, I did try to go in New York City, mainly to meet Screech, because I can only assume that Screech was at this thing. But uh, uh, I wanted to go honest, see. Uh, What's up? True confession was nothing made me happier than the day you couldn't get in the Comic-Con. <laughs> because I was pretty jealous that you were going without me. Yeah. A.H. Uh, told me, without realizing the burning that it was going to do to me. She's like, oh, have you heard the news? Liam and I are going to New York Comic-Con this year. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, I fucking hate you both. And uh... Yeah, I mean, we uh, uh, tried to go, but it was such a scam, if you recall. And I think you had already, like, been been hip to this, and you had already known. But, like, the uh, uh, you buy your ticket and then have to wait in adva- uh, uh, there to get a wristband. So even though I had bought my tickets in advance, it was still, like, a three-hour line just to get yeah. in this fucking thing. It's- such a fucking... So, like, I did not even wait, and I just ate the price of my tickets, and, uh, times two at this point, you know, and, uh, uh, it was just, it was a total bummer. Like, we got to walk around the full circumference of the Javits Center and see all of the idiots in line, and by idiots, I just mean because they were all, like, wearing Wonder Woman costumes or whatever, and like I pointed out at the time, it was like, people were selling scalp tickets, for like 60 bucks for a wristband so you could go right in and i wasn't paying double but at this point it's like if you've made the effort to dress up like the uh, uh you know like like a pokemon you're you're going to wait in line for 3 hours as opposed to paying 60 bucks and walking right in like jesus which pokemon would you have dressed up like? <laughs> no i'm not kidding but uh that was one of my favorite images you told me about that whole situation is just all the sad kids like dressed like Harley Quinn and Pokemon, yeah. like, not being able to get in. Like, <laughs> like literally, like thousands of them, like three hours of a line's yeah. worth. You know, like no, that's always my favorite thing of New York Comic Con time of year too is taking the train into the city and just like remembering, like knowing it is Comic Con, but kind of like putting it out of my head because I'm not going, and then remembering the second some fucking kid comes walking on the train, yeah, giant sword and big orange hair because he's dressed up like his favorite anime character first you're like what the oh yeah yeah very similar to us wearing our puffy shirts before we got to the mets game yes exactly yeah for sure 
<laughs> but the good thing about New York is I don't think we got like one second glance. <laughs> I know. I mean, we were uh, we weren't exactly Avengers. We were like I said, we looked more like a Bulgarian tourists than anything else. <laughs> but uh, we're going to the Mets game. I yeah. guess that'll get us into our. Uh, I mean, we're on the seven train, so literally half the uh, uh, seven train is dressed like you know an we ethnic garb of some country. <laughs> they thought we were all they were, they were all looking away because they thought we were about to bust out the guitar and start like street uh, a subway performing but but i guess that we'll get into is uh, get us into some of our things because uh, uh, i do have a big section of mine from conventions okay? okay as i've got a couple me and you as we've talked about both in the restaurant world we even worked together the, uh... so i've got a bar list a random okay. encounter list and then a, a convention list okay and for me my conventions are all hilariously enough in the professional wrestling world as i used to go to lots of professional wrestling conventions or even like they would do literally those like high school gym kind of shows and then afterwards there would be like meet and greets or like okay. you know what I mean hilarious idiots would just show up to those kind of shows so I've met a great bunch of uh, of wrestlers I guess the big name that I've talked about on the show but I met Stone Cold at the old Garden State Plaza Mall which is pretty epic uh, yeah. uh, as well other highlights were I paid an extra like five bucks at the time for the Iron Sheik to put me in the camel clutch his like <laughs> patented maneuver so there's literally like a picture, like a Polaroid of like a fresh-faced 13 or 14-year-old uh, Liam in the camel clutch from the Iron Sheik. Now, when you say you paid an extra 10 bucks, were you like already paid or the extra five bucks? You already paid the 10 bucks to get the picture, and then you're like, could you do the uh, camel clutch? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, that'll be an extra 10 dollars, my friend. What a fucking scam! They're like the Elmos on. Uh, <laughs> I know, for real. But, I mean, everybody else literally was getting, like, the generic stand in there. Somehow I had it in my head to get, like, the... So I deserve to pay a little bit of a premium. You know what I mean? Like, uh... You should got the first one free. He's probably, like, great idea, kid. Anyone else yeah, that just saw true. this is now going to pay five extra dollars. Because I imagine after people saw him do that pose with you, Kids are like, oh, fucking doy. Dude, I think the truth of that one was there was literally, like, so so little action at the Iron Sheik booth. <laughs> or I think he was literally, like, showed up to, like I said, I would go to, like, high school wrestling. Fucking, like, a, like from the wrestler. Like, bad professional wrestling in high school wrestling gyms. And a lot of, like, the old, you know, the old school guys would show up just to do, like, autographs for five bucks and pictures and yeah, shit like yeah. that. So I think it was, like, literally one of those scenarios where I was like, I could have gotten anything I wanted for that from this dude. And I settled for the uh, camel clutch uh, uh, picture, but... That's uh, very funny. That reminds me of the story you said uh, when you had the guy who wrote the Lebowski book sign your thing. Oh, yeah, that's no good The quote you were saying. <laughs> and he was all hammered and couldn't get my what, like what I was trying to say. I wanted some quote from, uh, oh, yeah, Liam and me are going to fuck you up, man, from the Seinfeld, like the quote from uh, 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 Lebowski. Liam and me are going to fuck you up, man. So I was like, hey, could you write that for him? And he was all hammered. He's like, what's your name, Louie? He's like, Louie fucks it up, man. And I was like, no, dude, like this, this isn't what I wanted. But um, I guess okay, real so quick, though, just – I'm sorry. Okay. Were you going to move on? Because just real quick about the convention. No, I was going to jump on my convention one. Okay, cool. Go for it. Okay. I mean, mine's pretty nerdy, and I doubt you know who he is, but in my Delaware, and this is, start, I'm starting small here, but my Delaware comic book convention, I got to meet Jim Lee, 
who actually is a very big, like, famous comic book writer. He's one of the guys that left Marvel. Now, now is this, like, Stan Lee's brother or something? Or just ironically? He's one of, like, the five guys that, like I said, left Marvel and with, like, Todd McFarlane and started Image Comics Okay, together. interesting. Uh, I think I had him sign a Shadowhawk comic, which was a nice. blatant Batman ripoff, more or less. But uh, he was a uh, big deal at the time. It still kind of is. Like, I used yeah, to yeah. see him. You know to look for him. You see him in like documentaries all the time about like comic book stuff. But that's super all, cool. Like eleven year old me was like this is fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. Do you still but have that? Uh, I do. I also have the Robin comic book. I got signed with the uh, certificate of authentication uh, from that convention by Chris then, O'Donnell, or who signed it? No, 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 no. <laughs> like the actual like artist for like Robin number one, like the illustrators. Oh, cool. And then I also have. Not even a celebrity I met. This was like my old man. I think my parents just got divorced. My old man was trying to be cool at this comic book convention. But he bought me a first edition, like first print, uh, The Death of Superman, which uh, I still have somewhere. I'm not, it's not in my house. Don't try to <laughs> it. It's worth a couple grand now. Wow, nice. Unopened. Now, The Death unopened, of Superman, uh, that was like a spinoff series? No, no, the- no. It was like when DC actually killed Superman off for like a year. It okay, was so- the actual comic book where he died. And they sold so quickly. Like, it made, like... Oh, yeah, the first edition of that comic where he died. Of that comic book, yeah. Okay, wow, well, okay. It was, like, $200 at the time, which was pretty pricey for a comic yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, for sure. An 11-year-old kid. In the 90s, but, yeah. like, under the understanding of, like, I'll never open it. To this day, I've never opened it. See, that's like where I, uh, that's where me and you differ, like we talked about with my dead yeah, sneakers. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I I'd be thumbing third. through, and I'd be... <laughs> I bought a third edition also for like two bucks. Okay. So yeah, I can yeah, just sure. read the actual fucking comic yeah, yeah. book. No, honestly, something like that I definitely would not uh, use. You know what I mean? Like, that was, uh, right. I, I do get display, like toys or whatever. I had some like old school wrestling toys that you keep in the box because it looks better to put up. Some you take out because it looks better to put up. But, but I, Jim Lee was my first nerdy like person I met. Your first geek out? Not the first celebrity I've met, and I'm going to save that one for last, but the first, like, geek out, like, celebrity. Okay, nice. All right. Um, uh, I do have one more just because, you know, I do have I have kind of a list like you, restaurants and events and whatnot. I will have one just I'll get out of the way now just because you've teased him a couple times, but uh, I went to go see Bayside the Musical, which was a Saved by the Bell play. Okay, yes. A comedy play down that used to do in St. Mark's Theater yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. Very funny, but I got to go the night that Screech was there. Oh, that's right. You bastard. You did meet Screech. <laughs> he was, like, signing <laughs> autographs earlier. They He's doing exactly what the Iron Sheik was doing, just showing they up to, it, like, sell autographs. <laughs> dude, exactly. But they made it clear that he would only sign memorabilia from uh, the show. You could hear a couple people who definitely brought their Screech porn with them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, hilarious. I mean, that would be epic, dude. The autographed screeched porn. Like, (laughs) dude, I'd be fucking furious if I went there and and he refused to sign it. Like, look down his nose. Like, sorry, I've got a deal with the St. Mark's Theater. I can only sign officially licensed. uh, uh, They signed the musical. uh, That fucking loser actually officially joined the cast, like, after a while. Like, Belding would show up to some of these shows and like do a quick cameo and then like sign things afterwards. <laughs> Screech like Screech, signed on on a regular Screech basis. Came, and then I was like, I'll do this for a couple months. And like <laughs> literally like had like a residency there. Like, yeah. I mean, he's killing it in that merch money, like we said. Fucking, uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
uh, I guess the uh, uh, only other one that I have that's close to kind of like a convention one, but it was another. It wasn't exactly a convention, but I did just uh, straight up go to like an autograph signing, all right, for hilarious like late '90s, early 2000s porn star Tara Patrick. <laughs> you remember Tara Patrick? To but, like immediately, like recognizably know that name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was one of the big ones. She was like one of the like yeah. right after Jenna Jameson, or like when porn was becoming like a thing that you could get autograph signings for. Me and my boy Tiernan went to like the Romantic Depot, which was the new sleazy porn shop in the neighborhood, and uh, uh, like went on. And at this point, we we're like literally maybe twenty years old or whatever, you know, like if we, uh, in college, I suppose, but maybe seniors in high. School school or in college and then like we thought it was going to be a hilarious kind of like kitschy gag to do but then like the cruel reality was we had to wait on like a 45 year old line with like <laughs> growing perverts that were there to meet tara patrick and then right before it was our turn she took her lunch break where she like oh. went in the back and ate wendy's for like 50 minutes and we're standing there like not like you know like not, not able to afford anything in the porn shop because porn shops are always ridiculously uh, yeah. offensively priced and gross. Yes, that's true. And you didn't want to, uh, in a pre-corona world even, you didn't While want to be I'm touching. Waiting, can I buy this dildo? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that was my that was my last, like, convention kind of paid autograph where I still have, so like, the 8x10 that I paid 15 huh? bucks. And a, and a Polaroid somewhere, too, I'm sure. Um, I guess, for me, another just kind of, like, 80s, early TV kind of hack that I met, but... As everyone knows that listens, you know, we did stand up for a long time, you and me. And I remember I got to open for Mark Price, but he was uh, better known as Skippy Green on Family Ties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, same by his real name, Mark Skippy Price, as we know him. Just the funniest thing in the world, though, is he would introduce himself like that. Like, you know, before the show and everyone, we're all like hanging out at, you know, near the bar. And he was like, oh, you're like one of the openers. So, I mean, I'm Mark Skippy. Mark Skippy. I was like, oh my I'm god! Even off, like that wasn't just his. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he like calls himself Skippy. He's like Skippy, right? You know Mark Skippy. Skippy. I was like, dude, I don't know anything about family. Dude, guys. yeah, exactly. I'm from the '90s, all right, bro. I've never even heard. I barely heard of. It. Was that the one with Michael J. Fox? Skippy. Like, I don't know. I thought you were boner on Growing Pains. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I know exactly. Anyway, I gotta rewrite like half my jokes. <laughs> I mean, boner would be selling way more, uh, way more ticks than Mark Richard Skippy. Boner's Green. dead. All right, well, then even yeah. more so. Then he'd really be selling more. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, no, Mark that's hilarious, dude. The, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure literally he's still like doing road road comedy shows under Mark Skippy Price. Dude, I now at this I, point, I close to like 40 years after his. And I would like stay in kind of like text communication here and there with him. And one time, like either he got a new number or not, but he was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" We're like, "How's New York?" It's Mark. I'm like, "Who's Mark?" He's like, "Skippy, dude." <laughs> I'm thinking about coming up. You can get me into any. Uh... <laughs> this is like, how are you asking me for help, Mark Skippy Price? Yeah. Heard you're in the Bronx. Can I stay here? But uh, uh, yeah, Skippy Price. But I guess I've got some comics. I guess I got another comic that I did kind of pay to see, but a really cool run in with Lewis Black. And I think I've told this story before. But uh, I went to see Lewis Black in I guess 2002 or 2003 on a night very memorable to sports fans because it was the night of one of the most famous uh, uh, football games in recent memory. It was the Tom Brady uh, or the Patriots Raiders Tuck game. 
game, okay, of like the Tom sure, Brady sure, sure. era Patriots. It was like the first Super Bowl run of them in the Patriots. But there was a blizzard going on in Boston as well in New York. And there was this crazy play where the guy uh, uh, was going to pass, but he fumbled. But it looked like a pump fake or whatever. And it was this whole crazy like it, it, it went on to be known as the tuck rule. But that night, we actually had tickets to see Lewis Black. And we watched the – we're watching like the football game before and it was so epic. We're like, oh, fuck it. We, you know, like already have our tickets or not. So we go to the comedy club and then uh, uh, actually like decide to not watch the opening acts or like go to our seat right when we get to the comedy club. We watch the football game in the hotel bar. All right. So this play actually happens though, like during the warm up acts and during like the host or whatever. So at this point, the only people that are left in the bar are me and my friends and Lewis Black, who was like headlining, but was uh, watching the game in the bar beforehand, and we were the assholes not watching the headline, uh, the openers. So then we get to watch the Tuck Rule, which became this crazy, notorious play, literally with Lewis Black, who's of course like known for being crazy and animated. And like, I don't know if he was like in character because he was about to perform, but he was doing like the ranting and raving, hands flailing around. Like, just going nuts about the rule. So it was just a very, like, anytime you see the highlight of, like, the fumble that got overcalled or whatever, I literally watched that with Lewis Black fucking before, like, he headlined at Bananas in Hasbro Heights. That's uh, hilarious. Uh, Should we uh, name a couple? Because I can think of uh, three instances, or at at least three, I think. Times that we have ran into celebrities together. Okay, we could do a couple uh, of those. A couple of those out. I, I guess starting I'm... with one of the comics, maybe that was on my list. A little Venn diagram. Well, let's say, uh, let's say uh, the time you and me ran into a uh, Ben Stiller at the Colin Quinn show. Okay. When ben Stiller- Looked like he came walking out of Ben Stiller's central casting. Exactly. Uh, As we've talked about it before, but pea coat, uh, white, a V-neck undershirt, hair all quaffed. Very wild to see Ben Stiller looking just like Ben Stiller. Uh, we didn't really get a chance and, to and really, really feeling like we can kind of rub, uh, rubbing elbows with them because we're not paying. To, this isn't me paying ten bucks to see Tara Patrick here. We both paid to see Colin Quinn, but literally, like me, yeah. you, and Ben Stiller, like you know, at five o'clock that night, had the same. We're all showering, getting ready for the show. You know what I mean? It's like we had our same night. We had the same night afterwards. Yeah, and it's not like he was sitting in like some VIP section. He was literally sitting like row two behind us yeah sure we fact, had better seats than the city than ben stiller yeah, yeah yeah exactly that was one time we ran into a celebrity together uh of course there's the uh epic steven root time where uh we've talked about the show multiple times but uh when you and i got to meet steven root when we were at the bar together of working, course uh, it was a very big deal because we had just started the podcast and I think we just we told were playing the, the Stephen Root game every time, which we don't really play as much anymore. Uh, we haven't done a game time in a while, and I, I guess spoiler or, or teaser to our Tuesday night trivia: Stephen Root questions prepared. Uh, oh, so. yeah. But I think the third and maybe one of the funniest times, and there's other times we've met celebrities together too at that bar, and we'll get into that. But but how about also before you get into this one, maybe uh, when we met, what's his face in the upper deck of City Field, showing oh, his uh, Ed Burns. Uh, Ed Burns showing Ed his Burns. son what a taste of the real world, uh, of what real people have to live like. 500. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Literally just aimlessly walking around like the stadium with his kid. But I think uh, awesome. me and Liam were smoking a joint in the 500. <laughs> That's true. We like, chased like, Ed Burns out of there with the sun because like, he was. Look over there. Is that Ed Burns? <laughs> sure enough, it was. Um, but to me, the funniest uh, time that we've seen a celebrity together is uh, the Halloween parade in New York City. A very famous parade. Where Liam is dressed up like Weed Cookie Monster, and uh, Jeff Ross is walking the opposite way of the parade. That's we true, walking, yeah, walking against the grain of the parade. And uh, he stops by Liam, and Liam gives him a weed cookie. My costume included, cookie. by the way, a live ammunition, as you call it. But <laughs> I had a uh, like over a hundred famous Amos-sized. Uh, weed cookies, <laughs> All right? And they were pretty potent. But uh, yeah. so I, I'm literally dressed up, like he said, with the uh, you know, as the Cookie Monster with the chef's hat and all sorts of weed, different paraphernalia on me, and then real live weed cookies. And we come across Jeff Ross looking ridiculous, not in a costume, but like looking like he should be. He had like the he fucking had, like, shaved the head, the nose and ring, and the fucking like. Ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Would but yeah, I that? offered him a weed cookie. Then I've got the great like sequence of photos with him where he's like, <laughs> like I'm, like I'm offering. He's like, nah, I don't really like so. Then he's looking in, like I don't know, are they strong? Nah, right. Then the last one's like him taking a big bite, and we're smiling. <laughs> Pretty epic, man. Pretty epic. But yeah, that was a great uh, uh, celebrity encounter for sure. For sure. That's actually the second time. I mean, to go off my own, I've actually ran to Jeff Ross myself walking the streets of New York. Of him just sitting on, like, standing on the corner of, like, Park and, like, uh, 38th. I just walked by with my headphones on, see him standing there texting. I was like, yo, Jeff Ross. He was like, hey. Kept walking by. <laughs> nice. All right. So you're, you're you and Jeff uh, Ross, kindred souls. But again, we're kind out. of like uh, uh, Ben Stiller. It was like me, you, and Jeff Ross. We're all just we're all just checking out the parade, you know. I happen to be a, a dra- you, you were, uh, what were you, Top Gun or? Uh, ZZ Top Gun. ZZ Top Gun that year. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm dressed up as the weed cookie. He's just dressed up ridiculous, you know, heading opposite direction. But we're all taking part in the same activity. We're taking a shortcut. We're walking through this stupid parade. (laughs) Um, I would say uh, we have some similar ones that you and I both uh, used to work at a restaurant. You'll go nameless. And uh, like a lot of celebrities would come in there. It's kind of the first time I realized... Certain late night talk show host had a bit of a drinking problem. <laughs> and, uh, yes, after that certain host was on the uh, a certain page of a certain newspaper on a certain day, uh, certainly right around the time that Devin's talking about. But uh-huh. all will uh-huh. go nameless, and I guess we'll uh, spill the beans on Jay Leno's big drinking problem on our uh, <laughs> on another. <laughs> But there was the one time where when Arsenio Hall got all whacked at a, at a, at a. But he would come in a lot. You would see him just like very different than he was on TV. You know what I mean? And he TV was also and like, like a legend in that neighborhood. Not not in correct. a bad way, but it was like uh, uh, this was right. Doing I think around there. Yeah. And I don't even know if he had really gotten that show officially yet. 
or he had either just started, but people that started. lived in the neighborhood from the years before, because he kind of, and, and not to give it away, <laughs> but he went from like not being a huge superstar to getting that gig, you know what I mean? Correct. And so people remembered him when he was kind of just like, you know, maybe the cast member of a certain uh, a show that's going to be continuing without an audience in the fall, <laughs> but... uh <laughs> Maybe has the same name as another talk show host. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you, someone else I met at that restaurant, though, that was, like, really cool for me. Nobody really knew who he was, but Paul Bettany was at the bar once when I was working. And uh, he plays Vision in uh, the Avengers movies. And up to that point, he was just uh, the voice of the AI for Iron Man and all the uh, Marvel movies. Okay. But I kind of knew that Age of Ultron was coming out. They were kind of teasing that Vision, Paul Bendy, was going to be Vision. And I remember, like, buying him around or something. It was near the holidays, and it was, like, super busy. And I took a picture with them just because I knew they would never hang it up yeah, or anything. Yeah. I think you're cool. I like you in a couple of things. I like you in Night's Tale. I like you in a Beautiful Mind. But obviously, I, like... Took a picture with them and I was like, real quick, man. I was like, anything you can tell me about the new Avengers movie? And he was just like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm sworn to secrecy. All I'll tell you is they're actually making me work for my paycheck. And then he left, and I was like, oh, dude, he just confirmed to me. Yeah, that's what I was looking like, for, you idiot. Like, that's awesome. Like, look <laughs> at not. Like, I'm not gonna give uh, you any spoilers, but Bradley Cooper does die at the end. All right, bro. Yeah. Like. Uh, <laughs> but it was awesome. I was like, dude, I know exactly what you're selling to me right now. Yeah, like, yeah. Fucking dope. I mean, I guess you had another. We both had real cool encounters, and we've talked about it on a podcast. So I don't know if it's entirely out of school, but the uh, a, a certain director, I mean, a certain writer of a certain movie brought a certain uh, a high-profile trophy. The guy that wrote Birdman brought the Oscar. But, uh, of course, one of the writers from Birdman was a regular, and you had a good, re- great relationship with him, and then yeah. got to uh, uh, meet him, at, or, you know, just kind of go through that experience with him. As well, me and you were both there for Mac and Dennis from It's Always Sunny coming in, uh, correct? Definitely on my list, dude. One of my favorite memories. Ever. Yes, unfortunately for me at that point, I did not watch It's Always Sunny yet, so it was a little bit lost on me as opposed to them when I watched the series. But uh, uh, super cool to see them in a bar, just hanging out anyway. You know, Hanging out I mean? together. Uh, yeah, I think that was like the first New York celebrities I met, too. And I was like, like hanging out with them shoulder to shoulder. I was uh, pretty fucking stoked. Huge fan of the show. I like them both. And uh, especially uh, Glenn Howerton, who plays Dennis, is like easily my favorite character on that show. And uh, yeah, yeah. Guy, uh, and he really was such cool. a deuce, just like in the show. So they were both like, yeah, they were both awesome. Yeah, call me by my first name. It was pretty exciting. (laughs) Nice. There was this. There was the time at that same place where I met Jodie Foster and had no idea until somebody else was getting a picture with her, and I was just like, "What are you getting a picture with the the old lady for?" Jodie Foster. Although, as well, the same place where I saw uh, where I was rude to Tom Hanks without knowing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, all sorts of stories Hanks? all sorts of stories from that place i guess i've we got a- another hilarious story that you were there for so it's a big deal for you but you were there the night greg allman was there right no that was uh, uh kevin oh, i thought you were there with him though no no no. that actually didn't have that story was not from pete's that was uh another i was there with kevin that guy had a couple cool stories, though. He kind of pulled what happened with us with Stephen Root, where he uh, 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 heard Archer's voice 
the voice of the me. character that oh that was you that was me okay that yeah cool me. i was actually gonna yeah, say yeah. i thought it might have been you but i thought you would yeah, mention yeah. it but you heard the voice of archer and met I him did. and that turned out to be a really cool show it's john benjamin but Even that I dude see. kevin was good friends with uh bobby carnival who's been in like everything recently but kevin had used to work with him at another restaurant so that was kind of a cool, like, uh, uh, it, you know, like the, the pretty much all the bartenders and actors are like starving artists or whatnot. So like the one that finally made it when like Bobby Carnival came in, the only guy that wasn't like an actor was Kevin, by the way. He was like a regular bartender and he worked with Bobby yeah. Carnival, who then had this like rise to fame. He was just in Boardwalk Empire at this point. Since then, he's been in The Irishman, lots of other stuff. But it was yeah, like a real like, oh, like, and, and apparently I wasn't there, but a super cool down to earth, remembered Kevin from the bartending, was just like, uh, uh, got to share bartending stories with the... To, uh, the show he was on in broadway at the time okay that's right i as well have actually seen him in a show on broadway recently lifespan of fact i think but i saw him in one of the recent broadway shows but yeah he's a, a great actor and that was a cool connection that i missed from there but i, I guess to take one. it what's up did i got one for my florida days if i dare okay all right I used to, uh, now the kids might not know who this guy is, but I used to play poker at an old, like, the Bonita Beach, what well, was in between, it's called the Naples Fort Myers dog track, right? Oh, had a poker, fucking. Actually, in Bonita Beach. Poker at the dog track? track? Like, Jesus. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, this is Only in Florida. But I would used to sit at the Kentucky, one, Alabama, tables, and Indiana as well. I'm sorry. The $1, $2 tables, and, uh. A pretty regular at this table when I would go there would be old Wilford Brimley. I would play poker oh, with. Oh, amazing. You've told me that before. That is uh, hilarious. A regular would, at the one-two table at the dog track. He would yell at everybody about taking their diabetes medicine. And diabetes. Every hand. <laughs> and call every hand? Yeah. There was he was no a real blood cowboy blood. on the uh, one-two no table? Wilfred. He would just call everything. He was just there to, like, kill time. But you, he could have, like, seven, two. He's like, I make it 50. He's like, oh, I'll see that. Jesus Christ. He's like, <laughs> epic that's an amazing like seeing somebody in their element you know what i mean like mm -hmm. not only is it a celebrity encounter but a celebrity encounter at a poker room at a dog track like yeah. you're really uh, and again he calls every hand <laughs> that's hilarious that's hilarious um i've got a couple uh like i said the bulk of mine are kind of boring in uh, from the fact that they're just from me working at restaurants i guess the mm. cool the two coolest things for me for doing uh working at restaurants but one time i worked at a restaurant in gramercy park that hosted the saturday night live after party so my table had like bill that's hater cool. and it was just like the entire restaurant was but it didn't the place was closed until you know uh one in the morning when they all showed up or whatever you know what i mean and then it was just a big buzz around and a lot of celebrities katie How long perry do they, uh, and... hang out for did they hang out to like 6 a.m.? No, a. it or? wasn't really that wild, honestly. They pretty much came and got dinner, had some drinks. They were probably out there by, you know, 3 or 4 or something like Probably on to like another after-hours place or whatnot. But... Very different from the original uh, SNL And I days. think, honestly, from even from the reputation, they still could get a little off the handle or whatnot, depending on who showed up or whatnot, you know what I mean? If How the cast was, or if, you know, Bill Murray out. shows up and starts buying everybody shots, they hang out afterwards and get wasted, you know what I mean? So I think some of the SNL parts, I worked for a restaurant group that they, uh, 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 the, they exclusively hosted them at their various restaurants or whatever. So mine was kind of okay. tame, but it was still pretty cool just to be part of a SNL after party who was thing. The, uh, who was the host? The host was Katy Perry. 
And I think she might have been host and music. Or uh, she might have been the host and then the music was... You did one of, like, host and music. Yeah, I think that might have been the one. But uh, there was a couple other cool celebrities, honestly, that were in attendance... But maybe even Ben Stiller, actually, that you mentioned. But there was, you know, some other cameos in addition to the whole cast and whatnot. And uh, then the other big one that I've talked about on the show, but I also waited on the whole Kardashian clan with Kanye in the house. And uh, uh, it was... What's up? When was this? This was in, you know, uh, uh, I'd say the like early 2010s, the early teens, I'd say. But it was before they were like, uh, had really, it was right when Kanye had just got with Kim, I guess. And before, I feel like they were totally crazy Kardashian show icons or whatnot. It was the early stages of the Kardashian show. And uh, they were really cool, actually, everybody. Like, Kanye had his own private security, but he was, you know, nice and respectful and all. But what was really cool about that, it was, it was like, a, like a crowded New York City restaurant. And everybody, like, there was literally a table of two girls that were, like, feet away from their big party. And everybody acted, like, super cool until they left the restaurant. And then everybody in the dining room, like, got up and, like, were, went to the window to, like, watch them leave. Uh, and there was, like, wild. a huge, like, stir after they left but everybody was trying to be like cool like two cool new yorkers and like not acknowledge it new york for you yeah it was awesome when they leave when they leave it was like oh my god that was kanye and kim like holy shit (laughs) that's hilarious dude well that happened to me i guess i can say i had a similar situation when uh selena gomez in the weekend came into my restaurant and there was like bodyguards like protecting the doors but a uh, different situation, too, where like, we were just dead, so there wasn't a lot of people there. But in the meantime, they were there. There was just this army of just, like 15-year-old girls and paparazzi outside. I was like, I wonder if they're on the same network. <laughs> like, but uh, I guess, I mean, that was kind of like my Kardashianist. Famous one for last. But my big one, though, my big celebrity running encounter is, uh, again, in Delaware, but a little bigger than Jim Lee. It's probably when I was like, Seven or eight years old, pre Mrs. Downfire tragedy moment. But I was uh, riding my bike around my neighborhood in Delaware and I uh, saw there was like cameras down the hill and like some of my neighbors were there. And me and my okay, mom nice. up, and I got to meet the future president, Joe Biden. Yeah, I know where you're going with this one. I was in a commercial with Joe Biden. <laughs> so, uh, so now you're voting for him for two reasons here. For, like the uh, governor of Delaware. But, uh, yeah, yeah. They only ran it a couple of times because he was so ahead in the polls. But uh, can you get that on there, YouTube? Like, is there possible to get like? You could sh- probably find. I try to track that down, dude. That would be worth putting on Facebook. The uh, the but the somewhere out there. There's a video of me and Joe Biden walking down the street together. Well, all the neighborhood kids. I need I, that I on a shirt before November. So uh, that's some of our uh, celebrity run-ins. If you guys have any, email us in. At the uh, Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. And let us know some of the celebrities that Liam and I have met that we forgot to mention. Like the time I was drunk at Patty McGuire's and Kevin Corrigan walked in. There or, we go. Uh, Boom. The time me and Liam saw Steve Buscemi at his own movie. <laughs> I guess that, that, that those don't count either, wouldn't it? But let us but, know, uh, yeah, you're a celebrity. And I guess you can also, we'll be asking, uh, uh, we'll be asking on the upcoming Zoom Room trivia night. Uh, 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 some of the geeked up celebrity encounters that we just talked about. So, 
Correct. Uh, so there will be questions about this closer look. But like Liam said, this Tuesday night, Zoom Room, first ever Geeked Up trivia night, hosted by the Geeked Up Boys. Join us for that. I guess that'll probably be it for this episode, though. But keep a lookout, too, for our Comic-Con special coming out next week. And, of course, uh, our Netflix and chat uh, Charlie Theron episode. So uh, keep <laughs> Whatever the hell out. her movie's called. Keep a lookout for all of that. I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. I still know you're not working tomorrow. So why don't you go ahead and get geek up. Hey! Ooh, baby! It's time to get geeked up! Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, and I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.